Fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, welcome into the program. It is a Wednesday, your pre-pre-Friday, your post-post Monday celebration. One of the greatest days of the entire week, which I'm excited about. And we have a lot to get to today. It's an exciting day because, well, you know, it's day number one or two or whatever of impeachment trial 2021. At the same time, I'm extremely excited because we have some of the live streams back up and running that have banned us prior as Facebook Live is back up and rolling. So welcome into that one. Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Twitter, Twitch, and LinkedIn. They are all running. Parlor, obviously not right now because they're down. Minds.com not running. But we do have some of the streams back up and going. So welcome aboard if you're trying to tune in there. Plus, of course, our radio and TV affiliates all over the place as we are broadcasting live pretty much all over the really the world all over the world so great to have you back and welcome into the program big show lined up for it's really funny too because i had no idea we were actually going to be on facebook live today i was planning on the show prep getting all ready and it's funny because we'll see how long this actually lasts as i was talking about censorship today <laughs> funny how that works with the irony so as i was planning on the show in the the uh, censorship that was to be from social media. Then I go to click at the top of the hour. We go live all over the place, and lo and behold, it says that Facebook just popped up. So I had no warning that was going to happen. So that's kind of nice. So if you are, then you can find it. You can find us on on the social media at Hoosier Reason. Again, H-O-O-S-E-R at Hoosier Reason. Also on the website at HoosierReason.com. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, Nick Lyons. He is author of the book, A Fire in the Straw. He'll be joining us talking about city versus rural living across the nation. Are people starting to migrate out of the city? It makes sense, but why? So we'll talk about that coming up at the bottom of the hour. Outside of that, what the heck's trending today with the, you know, the impeachment trial? That's stimulating, don't you say? I have to admit, and I know it was kind of a last-minute change, but what in the world is going on with Donald Trump's attorneys? Are they just, like, terrible, or what the heck, man? They were a little bit better today. I guess, Well, they didn't even speak today, but yesterday they were god-awful because they had no clue what they were talking about. The Democrats are really bringing it, baby, bringing everything they can to try and bring down the Donald Trump legacy and trying to impeach that second time. So we'll get to that here in just a second because I think it's kind of important. First off... We are, what, what is today, Wednesday? So that was, what, three days ago from the Super Bowl, which is some of you may have watched it, some of you may have not. But according to Breitbart.com, ratings for the Super Bowl crashed to the lowest level since 1969. Hmm. The things that make you go, hmm, why do you think that was? It was the least watched since 2006. The ratings for the Super Bowl are, are uh, 55 are in, and the news is not good. According to Breitbart, the numbers show that the viewership fell 9%, making the game the lowest-rated Super Bowl in more than 50 years. Now, it could be the fact that people are just tired of the NFL because of all the political garbage that they did. As I mentioned, I tuned in at the pregame. I saw a bunch of, like, oh, Black Lives Matter, yada, 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 just whole political stuff, and then a message from Joe Biden, and I said, click, and I turned it off. I couldn't, I couldn't even deal. Couldn't do it. I had to walk away. My wife wanted to watch the game. I just couldn't. I walked out of the room because I could not deal with the garbage. So I think there was a lot of that. 
Now, they're trying to say that the ratings were low because it was two smaller cities, so therefore people weren't as interested. It wasn't a New York. It wasn't a California. It was just Kansas City, which yeah, everybody, the Chiefs, who really follows the Chiefs, right? I mean, everybody here in the Mid-America region, but outside of that, who really cares about the Kansas City Chiefs and in Tampa Bay, Florida? Who really follows Tampa Bay? I mean, come on. So they're trying to find the excuses. That it's just two smaller cities, two two smaller regions. No one really cares about those areas. So that's why it wasn't as big as what it usually is. Could have been that the commercials were just terrible. Could have been that people are tired of the politics. I don't know. Just throwing those ideas out there. But the ratings were in the tank. So I find that ironic because people don't want to listen to it anymore. People don't want to listen to the garbage. Kind of like the impeachment trial today. As we hear just the emotional, the crying the pleading of, oh, Donald Trump is the most terrible person on the face of the earth. Why can't we just come to an agreement? We need to unify. We need to come together as long as we unify and come together under the message that Donald Trump is the worst person on the face of the earth and that we should abuse him and attack him while he's out of office and make sure he can never run again. Then we can unify and we'll just get along great because that's the message from the left side of the aisle. So I find that ironic as we hear some of the impeachment. Try. I couldn't. I listened to a little bit of it today. Didn't really care to. Didn't really care. They have two eight-hour days for the prosecutors. Then there's two eight-hour days for the defendants, and then apparently they go into debate. So they're going to debate into the weekend to decide on what they want to do. And again, completely waste of time, completely useless, because you need 67 senators to vote on this, on this illegal already trial. But 67 of the senators that they're not going to get, they got five or six Republicans to swing over uh, for the continuation of the hearing of the trial, 56 to 44 yesterday. So that's about what the vote's going to be, 56 to 44. You got to remember, things that happen in Washington, D.C. are already staged. They're already planned. It's just nothing more than the process that they have to go through, the showmanship, and for them to try and stand up and grandstand a little bit. That's all it is. They already know the process. They have their minds made up. We are so political today, which is unfortunate. I'm not saying this is a good thing. I'm saying this is the way it is. We are so political in the world today. They already know what the message is going into the process, but they have to do the process for legal purposes, and then it gives them an opportunity to do their grandstanding. That's it. That's all it is. So we go into it. We know how we're going to every every single senator. They could say, well, I don't know. I want to listen to the evidence and I want to hear the evidence and I want to ponder the evidence. You know, that's not true. You know, it's a lie, a complete lie. They already know what their stance is. They're going to say that so that way they can be open minded to hear the whole thing. And at the end of it, be like, I feel this way. And they're still going to vote that way. But they already knew that going in. It's going to be 56-44, more than likely, maybe one or two that were like, oh, I was totally won over by that case, and I'm going to switch sides. There's going to be a couple of those, but that's about it. Outside of that, I'm guessing 56 If I had to put a bet down on it, I would bet it would be a 56-44 to vote for the trial, which means he would be acquitted. It would all be done. And then the Donald Trump will rise again, not in the sense of like coming out for the fraud, election fraud stuff, Although maybe, I know there's still some active court cases going on, but I think it would be more of the Donald Trump will finally speak out from Mar-a-Lago, from his evil golfing that he's doing, because how dare a former president going golf. Terrible guy. What a jerk. Uh, he would come back from Mar-a-Lago and from the golf course to actually make a statement and be public, and then he could start going on his charade that what he wants to do, whether it's starting a third party that I don't recommend, whether it's starting a media company, like I've heard rumors of, or he wants to start so uh, some kind of social media company. I don't know what he wants to do, but I'm sure all of that will come out just after he gets acquitted from this when it's all done. We've wasted taxpayer money, we've wasted taxpayer time, and we can get back to business as normal. At the same time, I need to warn you of something. 
Because just like we're back on Facebook Live, which is awesome, so a lot of people are jumping on and watching that, and thank you for that. There's a censorship going on. There's an attack going on that goes deeper than just Facebook Live, more deeper than just Twitter. It, it's an issue we need to be concerned about. Have you ever heard of in China, or according to Donald Trump, in China, in China, the China virus, which, by the way, the World Health Organization now saying that the coronavirus is not did not come out of China, but it came out of animals, which is exactly the opposite is what they said at the beginning of the virus, saying that animals can't get the virus and can't transfer it to humans, and humans can't transfer it to animals. Now, that was at the beginning. That was at the beginning. And as they always tell us, Andy, science always changes and evolves, and therefore you just need to keep up with the times. So the World Health Organization now saying it's not from China because China didn't do it now that Joe Biden and his connections with China are involved with the U.S. government. Now it's coming from animals. Just throwing it out there. Nonetheless, remember in China when they started the social credit system you ever heard of that social social credit system to where you have a credit score, not like your TransUnion or your whatever different credit scores that you may have, your Equifax for your credit to buy a home, to purchase a car, that sort of thing. I'm talking about a credit score as a citizen of the nation. And depending on how well you do in society, you get a good credit score. Or if you don't do good things and you murder someone or you have a criminal record or you speak out against the government or you speak on social media, different opinions, then you have a low social credit score. That's essentially what's happening here in the United States. Let me explain. Number one, they started off with attacking Donald Trump, of course, banning him on social media, banning the president of the United States from social media. Then they took it to labeling anybody who was a Trump supporter, a Republican, a conservative, anybody who showed up at the protest in Washington, D.C., anybody who may not have even been involved at the Capitol part of it, but just there at the protest with Donald Trump a mile away in Washington, D.C., now we're labeled as domestic terrorists. We had social media during the entire campaign labeling everything on social media, that this is uh, fact-checked by the independent fact-checkers, that this isn't valid, that this isn't the full information. we got to have the disclaimers on there. So they're silencing our freedom of speech. And it's not freedom of speech. I'll get to that in a second. Banning on social media, labeling us as the racists, the bigots, the domestic terrorists, censoring our content, now going through an illegal impeachment trial because not only is it good enough to just win, we need to go after them, rub the salt in the wound, and go after Donald Trump. Then they need to go a step further. And anybody who challenged the Electoral College, because as you know, it was a totally valid, no issue whatsoever, no fraud, no rigging, no ab no shenanigans being played whatsoever in the election in any way, shape, or form, right? Yeah. <laughs> because of that, now we need to go after and expel any Republican elected official that chose to challenge the Electoral College because they bought into lies and conspiracy theories. So you can't just say, you lost, get over it and move on. It's No, you lost, now we're coming after you, elected official. And thanks to the elected officials that stuck their ground and actually continued to fight. Now they're going after the media censorship of us who continue to have conversations. We're back on Facebook. We'll see how long it lasts because they may hear this and be like, uh-uh, ain't going to fly. But now they're starting to go after the media, talk radio. If you remember, the talk radio conglomerates came out and said that, well, we need to have the talk show hosts back off on the talks about fraudulent election stuff. We can't have them continue to ramble on about this because it's not a good thing. So even the, the corporate conglomerates told talk radio hosts can't be doing that. Now there's an opinion piece out of the Washington Post saying that, sadly, Fox News cannot be impeached because we can impeach the president. 
But the media, the conservative media, Fox News, which is not even conservative anymore, One American News Network, Newsmax, Talk Radio, we can't impeach them. So the message still is out there. Now they're saying, wait a second, there's a bigger issue that we need to begin to address. This is what the elected officials are looking at now. The opinion piece from the Washington Post, sadly, Fox News cannot be impeached. Because now we got the president. Ha ha, we got him. But now the followers, the supporters, the media that continues to initiate this conversation, the media that continues to remind individuals about this issue, the ones that continue to say that there's a problem we need to look deeper into, we can't get rid of it. What do we need to do? What can we do about this? What can we do? Well, now there's rumor that they're looking at a semi-social credit system for the country here in the United States to where if you're a conservative, if you're a Trump supporter, if you're a Republican, you would have a certain score that would make it more difficult to get on an airplane and fly, to be able to use public transportation, to be able to run for office, potentially even to affect your credit score that no one even knows how they get graded on that one in order to qualify for certain financing and that sort of thing. And let me tell you, you may think I'm crazy, but it's already started. We've already had part of it. You want to know how? Red flag laws. Oh, you want to get a firearm. We can't do that because, well, you're a potential threat. You're a conservative. You're a Republican. You're a Trump supporter. You're a potential threat. Oh, you've had issues with PTSD and with mental health issues. We need to come and take your firearms away without due process and without the courts. We just can come in and take them. It's already started with some type of credit system. What can we do about it? We'll talk about that when we come back. But it's already here. It's already begun. Now it's time for us to be aware of it and figure out how to stop it from going any further. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great Republic. 
You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today, radio, TV, and live streaming, plus the podcasting as well. We're back on Facebook, so you can check us out on our Facebook page uh, at Hoosier Reason. And we got the live stream going on. We'll see how long it lasts. Who knows? We are still working on, by the way, as a little technical side for the Hoosier Media Network, we are still working on the home studios, trying to get everything up and rolling here as quickly as possible in the next couple months. And I say months because there's some construction that's still going on. There's some equipment we're still upgrading. So we're getting everything ready. So that way, we don't need to have to worry about social media if they take us off. We can just do it directly from our streaming computer at home, directly into uh, our website, and that way you can watch us, and that way they can't censor us or silence us in any way, shape, or form. So that is coming. It's coming very soon. We're working very hard around the clock on that. We appreciate all your support with a lot of people supporting us, and we thank you. Thank you so much for that. As we continue to grow our Hoosier Media Network, real quickly on the Super Bowl, I had a comment uh, working at Vegas and sports books, the team playing don't matter when it comes to Vegas. There was the slowest Super Bowl I've seen in the last 12 years working in the business. No one cared about it. Very interesting. No one just cared. That's weird, too, because Super Bowl, like everybody, even like conservatives, I have to admit, I never seen so many Republican conservatives who are like, I hate the NFL. They still showed up to watch the Super Bowl because now, granted, a lot of my friends are here in Kansas because that's where I live. So everybody was all about the Chiefs. But everybody's like, man, I'm going to watch this. It's going to be great. And then they were upset about the loss, obviously. But I just found it interesting of how many people did pay attention, at least on my social media feeds, after saying that I don't like the NFL because of all their political stances and what they're doing. So the fact that it was still down means that I don't, outside of just the area where they really supported it, I guess no one just did care, I guess. And if you're directly involved because of being able to support your team, I guess outside of that, just uh, it's too political. I don't want anything to do with it. Or it was just I just don't care about the teams. I don't know. It was weird. It's weird how it was the lowest one. Or maybe people are just tired of Tom Brady. I don't know. I still say I'm not a, I don't really care either way because I'm not a football guy and I don't really follow it just because of the politics of it. But I will say that the guy who is a Trump supporter, not afraid to, uh, not afraid to wear a MAGA hat, kind of OK with. Kind of okay with winning just to rub it into the NFL a little bit. So I'm sure they weren't very happy about that as well. All right. uh, The scores, the social credit score. Are you prepared for it? What can we do about something like this? Because we warned you, the Democrats now are in control of both chambers of Congress. They have the presidency. They're not just going to promote their agenda. They're going to do it while rubbing it in our faces and say, go along with it or else you are a domestic terrorist and you are the worst person on the face of the earth. We will silence you, we will put you in line, or we will punish you. And that's really the point that we've gotten to, which is crazy. So how do we combat something like that? And it's the same message that I've been talking about since day one of the Joe Biden administration. And that is focusing on the state governments. Nullifying. Nullification. The nullification process. Telling the federal government, sorry, we're not going to accept that bill. We're not going to accept that money. We're not going to accept that regulation. And once we do that at a national level and every state begins to remember that they are a sovereign state under the U.S. Constitution and that they choose to willingly give power to the federal government for certain duties, but they retain some of those powers for the state level because these states are essentially supposed to be more powerful than the federal government. If we get back to that, which seems like a far-fetched dream, it seems like a fantasy, and it probably is to some degree, but if we begin to push back a little bit, just a little bit, then there's not much they can do. And they come down and say, we're going to start doing more red flag laws because they've already started. That is a social credit score. We don't like the pills you're taking. We don't like the actions that you've done. We don't like the things that you've done in your past. We don't like what you potentially could do because that's what red flag laws are. 
We're fearful that you could potentially do something. Therefore, we are justified in taking your firearms away. It's exactly what a social credit score is. This is your history in the past. This is what we're fearful of potentially of you supporting Donald Trump. You showing up to different protests. You could even be violent. We don't want you to have guns. We don't want you to travel in your planes. We don't want you to go anywhere or do anything with the public because you're potentially a threat. They've done it with the masks. You can't go on public transportation or fly without a mask now. Shame on you. Pretty soon they're going to do it with the vaccines. You can't travel or go anywhere if you don't have the vaccine and wear the mask. Oh, and by the way, you're a Trump supporter and you carry guns? Uh-uh. You're labeled. You have a low social credit score. You can't do anything. But if the state says, uh-uh, we ain't going to abide by it, then we can begin to push back from these things. That's the only hope that we've got to stop some of that madness. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Radio, TV, and live streaming, plus the podcast as well. No matter where you may be watching or listening, we salute you each and every day trying to rebrand the millennial generation as your millennial general reports for duty each and every day. That's what we do, baby. We appreciate you each and every day as well. Make sure to visit us online at HoosierReason.com. Sign up for the newsletter. That's coming out in a couple weeks. We're almost halfway through the month of February already, which is crazy. Newsletter's completely free. we got our blog on there. We have our live streaming on there. We talk about what's coming up each month. Totally free. We're not going to spam you all the time. Just go to HoosierReason.com. Become a Hoosierholic like you know you already want to do so. So we appreciate you. We grow. We get more and more people doing that each and every month, which is really awesome. So I appreciate that. The score, the social credit score is already happening. It's already really begun. We already have our regular credit score. And now we have the banking institutions that try to ban you from purchasing firearms and uh, trying to stop you from doing things that they don't want, canceling your debit card, closing your bank accounts. If you were, uh, apparently, I've heard rumors that some individuals that were involved in the Trump protests in D.C. on January 6th, not the, uh, the capital issue, but just being there at the Trump rally, I've heard rumor that there are some that actually had their bank accounts, their life insurance, their home insurance policies canceled from the companies who did not want to associate because now you are by default a domestic terrorist. 
Now, I don't know if that's true or not. Don't quote me on it. But those are the rumors that I've heard floating around social media for sure. So uh, that if that is the case, it's extremely sad. So what can we do about it? Most people, I think, want to just go about their day. They want to work. They want to be able to make some money. They want to come home, put the dinner table, you know, put food on the dinner table, take care of the family, and go about their day. They don't want high regulation. They don't want ridiculous taxes. They don't want people getting into their business. But yet, that's what government does best, by the way, is get into your business and tell you what to do and how to do it. Because if you're doing something they don't like, then you are probably the worst person on the face of the earth. And is that changing a lifestyle? Is that changing your way of life? Is that changing maybe where or how you are living? It's an interesting conversation and I'm excited to have on the program. He is the author of Fire in the Straw, Notes on Inventing a Life. I'm excited to have on here Nick Lines with us here. Nick, how are you, my friend? It's a pleasure to be with you, Andy. It's great to have you on the program. I appreciate it very much. Let's talk about the migration of individuals. Right now we're seeing... Unfortunately, we're seeing a dynamic change across the nation of people like migrating out of New York, migrating out of California because they're tired of the policies there. The problem is they go to a new place like Texas or even here in Kansas or somewhere in the Mid-America region, and they go there to get away from California, but they end up voting the same way and starting to turn those places purple. But at the end of the day, they left those places for a reason. Are we seeing a trend nationwide where people are just done with those kind of policies, or is it something else? I think so, Andy. Um, I should say just to begin that I'm I'm 88, and I um, in my book I'm thinking back over various times in my life, the most important of which was a major change. And I think what what's happening today is that there are changes. My interest is slightly less political and more personal, but I think sure. it goes to some of the same place. Uh, I demanded at a certain point in my life a freedom to control my life completely. Mm. I'd been a uh, pretty bad student when I was young, and I'd been an athlete. I played basketball for the University of Pennsylvania, but I got out of the, I got out of school, went into the army, and I had a sudden desire to uh, be free of my parents, of what was expected of me of, of uh, ideas that the government had that I might not like. I wanted control of my own life. And it was the hardest thing in the world, as I think back to those years when I was 25, 26, out of the Army with no, no profession, trying to figure out what to do. And that change, that fire that was inside me to discover something, mm-hmm. what I call the fire of freedom, that it's a desire to be free, and to make your own destiny. And that includes uh, a whole variety of different forces that can change you, that can take control of your life. I decided to go back to school, back to college, as a freshman. And I went uh, 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 into an entirely different field. I'd been an insurance major. I had a degree in, in insurance. And I decided that I had suddenly fallen in love with literature. I began to read a lot. So I went on for a Ph.D. in literature. It was the hardest thing you can imagine. Uh, The the longest hike I had in the Army and the most difficult moments I've had with health in my old age uh, were nothing like the transforming of a human being. And I think that's very much like getting to a certain place in your life and not liking where you're like, where you are, Sure. Or feeling the pressures of it to make of you something that you don't want to be. Uh, so you try a new place and you try a change. 
And I think that that can be very, very hard. It often entails changing your life as well. I think the world is changing a lot uh, in a variety of ways. The kinds of work that are available, uh, I think, will continue to change. And uh, it's that flexibility of a human being that that demands for freedom, for control, that I think my little book, Fire in the Straw, is really about. And it comes out well. I'm a, an old man, but I'm a very happy man now. I've had a 28-year marriage. I've had got four children and four four uh, grandchildren. Wow. Um, but it's I look at myself in the mirror, and it's of someone who is essentially free. I've gotten free of all those things that I think uh, held me back when I was very young, and that were not easy to break out of. Yeah. No, I love it. I, I love it's... the start of it. It's a lot of a long speech, but it's. Uh, I think it's where I've been, and sure. I think it's an, an important thing that people can change their life at any time, sometimes by a move, sometimes by education. Uh, I was lucky to have a, uh, a wife that I loved very much and uh, was a painter, and we lived a very hard life without very much money at first, but it was something I wanted to do and had to do. Yeah. And I think the money and much else is secondary to doing what you love and having the right to live with with the things you love, which is a political matter in one way and a personal one in the other. Well, they blend together so well, and that's it's such an amazing story, and I'm so glad to have you on to be able to share this on the personal level because that's what we need. We need those personal stories, and we need that encouragement that we can do those sorts of things. I mean, I talk majoritively politics, but at the same time, the politics get infiltrated in the life so terribly much. And me being 32 years old and a millennial right now, my generation is so vastly different from you being 88 and being able to see the success of that sort of quote unquote awakening that you had where you wanted to be free. You wanted to do your thing to get that family, to be able to raise them, to be able to go off and find your own path and, and find what you wanted to do. Because my generation, we don't consider, apparently, according to the stats, we don't consider ourselves an adult until the age of 30, which to me drives me nuts. Um, yes. And, and I don't know, you know, it's, I mean, talk about just from what you've seen with your children and your grandchildren, how you've seen the difference between your generation and someone like in my generation on how we view life and how we handle certain things on my generation apparently is more kind of free willy of, oh, I feel like going on a vacation this week and just spending all the stuff out of my emergency fund and my savings to just go and, and, and enjoy the world. But I don't personally, I don't live that carefree, nor do I have a savings account to go enjoy a vacation like that. But, right. uh, but I think there's a lot of differences between the, I think the, uh, the, the wisdom that your generation has as opposed to what my generation probably needs to listen to to move forward a little bit. That's an interesting issue, Andy. And uh, one of the things that has always concerned me is that um, I saw people that I was, that I grew up with who went into professions that they were, or ways of life they were sent to. Uh, I think to do, to, to have freedom, the freedom to, uh, what really freedom is about is is the freedom you've got to know how to work to make it. You've got to have a commitment to work. Uh, I would, uh, if I were to, just the saying of it, if I were to say at 88 and a little overweight, 
if I were to say, I have the freedom to become a ballet dancer. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I can't do it. And I think that uh, the same applies to what you have prepared yourself for. And to vacation is something that in my later years I've done some of, but it's it's a, it's of less it was less satisfaction when I was in my difficult years. Sure. Uh, it was work that appealed to me. I learned to be a college professor. I taught at Hunter College for 28 years. And then I thought that I wanted to do something else. So I began to, sometimes at the same, the same time, I held two jobs in New York, which is what often happens. Sure. I also got into book publishing. And I started to be an editor and a publisher. Um, eventually, working for someone else was not something I liked enough. So I reinvented myself as a as a publisher and a writer. I started my own publishing firm, which did quite well. Um, sold it, and then I had the freedom from of money. So wait a minute. But, so yeah. you you saw an idea, you wanted to go on your own route, and you used that great you know free market system of hey, I'm going to be an entrepreneur and actually start my own business, and I'm going to put the Absolutely. hard work into it. I mean, that's a right there is just a lesson that I think we need to learn because again, my generation so well at just playing the victim as opposed to just going out and doing it and making it happen. So we got about 10 seconds left before I have to let you go. Nick Lyons, author of the book Fire in the Straw, none of uh, uh, notes on inventing a life. If you had just in about a 15-second clip, if you could give our my generation wisdom, what would you tell us to do? I would say uh, find the fire that's inside of you. Find what you love and work very, very, very hard to get it. Make it happen. I think it's an independent process. Thanks for having me on, Andy. Nick, it's great to talk to you, my friend. Good luck, and thank you so much for your story. I love hearing about it, and it's great wisdom indeed. Don't let anybody get in your way. Jump over those hurdles. Make it happen. Find what you want to do and make it happen. I love it, Nick. We appreciate that very much. One more segment left here on The Voice of Reason as we wrap up today on a Wednesday. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, 
Catch our special features and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at network at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at hoosierreason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at network at gmail.com or find our contact information at hoosierreason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. show goes by way too fast. Way too fast. Welcome back into the program. Last few minutes here on The Voice of Reason, radio and TV, plus the live streaming and the podcasting as well. Thanks again to Nick Lyons coming on the program. I love those kind of stories. I love, I could sit and just, if I could sit and just talk to individuals in their 70s, 80s, 90s, and just hear about their story, just record it and just learn about the times in the past. I'm a history buff, I'm a history nerd. I love learning about just different times and different cultures because I have to admit, I'm not necessarily the happiest with the generation I was born into. Got to admit that. Got to throw that out there. Now, there's a reason for it, and hopefully it's to be able to help spread this message and, like, re-educate some of my generation. But I got to admit, I'm just not happy with the generation I'm in. I'd much rather kind of be somewhere else with some of these other generations. So I love listening to it. Before we left Ohio, ended up sitting down with my grandparents and, and doing a recording and kind of talking about their life stories and, and, and doing that with some you know, with a few different individuals. And I thought it was kind of cool. And I and I enjoyed that. So there are lessons that they can learn. And they're so different from then to now to where then you didn't care about playing a victim or because of your skin color or your gender identification or your sexual orientation or this or that, or whatever. I mean, obviously that stuff was there. We need to fix it. And uh, back in the day, there were some issues we obviously needed to fix, but most people are just like, I'm going to work hard because I want to get some money to be able to get some food, to be able to put it on my family's table and take care of them. And I want my freedom. I want to be able to live my life without someone telling me what to do. Nowadays, it's a little bit different story, isn't it? You have to go through the credit score. You have to get approved. You have to go to the FDA. I don't know if I should get that lemonade on the side of the road. I don't know if the FDA has been able to approve that little kid for making that lemonade. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. don't know if we should actually do something like that. You know, now we'd rather try and say, well, I'm entitled to it. I work here and I've been here for a year or two. Now I should just get an automatic raise, boss. What the heck, man? Nowadays, my generation is more about, I don't really care if I'm making that much money. I just want you to treat me nicely. There was actually a story that the millennial generation, they would actually prefer to make less money in their job if they had better working conditions than if they would uh, have not as good working conditions. Let's say maybe a jerk boss or, you know, not the, the breaks that they want to or something if they could make more money. And they would choose my generation overwhelmingly would choose to make less money for the softer, more cushier working conditions, which I find crazy, crazy. Because I don't mind working two or three jobs. I am essentially doing that right now, just working so much and being involved in so many things. I don't care because at the end of the day, it's going to pay off. And I know it's going to pay off with all the effort that you actually put into it. But how different, just for an example here, how different is it back then when you would say, I'm going to do whatever I can. I'm going to start my own business. I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to leave me alone. I'm going to move from the city, move to rural communities because I want the comfier living or I want the quieter living, quieter living. I maybe just want to not have people around me all the time. This guy, this guy, I kind of enjoy that. As opposed to now, 
Did you hear, according to The Sun, kind of an interesting story, the average gamer, Andy, what's a gamer? The video gamer, the person playing video games, is a full-time professional dad of three in in a professional gamer. You can make a living, apparently, playing video games and taking care of your family. According to The Sun, the average gamer is a full-time professional in his late 30s and a dad of three, according to research, is the average. To sit at home and play video games. Now, I'm a video game player. I enjoy video games. I don't get to play them very much because I'm so extremely busy working 10 hours as an operations manager, doing a radio show where I'm constantly doing show prep for and constantly uh, doing things for the program where we're starting our own home business where I'm involved in uh, like four different organizations and different clubs, then trying to take care of a family on top of that and spend time with them. I don't have time to play video games. I get to play maybe like an hour a week ish like a Friday night I'll come home and be like I feel like having a beer and playing a video game and I'll play it for a little bit outside of that I don't have time to do that stuff but apparently now the average gamer is a professional gamer in his late 30s a dad of three and makes money doing this how do you make that happen now think of that as opposed to Nick Lyons age at 88 years old in the different styles of entrepreneur now it's entrepreneurship if you're bringing in money all the power to you but teach me the error of my ways because I want to figure out what you're doing to where you can sit at home and play video games and actually make money doing it because uh, I have not gotten to that level yet. I have not gotten to that level of, of comfort in my life yet <laughs> to where I could just do that. Might be nice one of these days. Haven't gotten to that point yet. Still working on that one. But I don't know if I could walk away from something like this because of the importance of what we try to do and the fun we try to have doing it as well. A little bit different scenario. But them, heck, video games, man. Make the living, take care of the family, playing video games. Oh, how the times change. Did I mention that I was born in the wrong generation? Just throwing that out there. I got to figure out how to get up with the times. It's the 21st century, Andy. Get with the times. That does it for us today. Podcast going out. See, we are up at the times. Podcast going up a little bit. We got the live stream that's going. Facebook is back. We'll see how long that actually lasts. Until then, be your own voice of reason. It's time for you to speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth. And always speak some reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. It's The Voice of Reason. Everybody have a great Wednesday evening. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier Holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.